Today's Chase Report is brought to you by The Chase's Happy Pills, making the world a better place for depressed comedians each and every day. Uses directed by your physician for oral use only. Do not use in conjunction with alcohol or any illicit content. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Tuesday the 3rd of August 2021. Charles, I have something to raise with you. What? You know how normally we uh, we read out the reviews that we ask people yes. to leave on Apple Podcasts? We read them out on a Friday, try and yes. encourage people to do it. I have one that I think we need to act on earlier than that. Oh dear. Is this a sort of Gladys Berejiklian urgent thing where yes. the review was left three weeks ago? Yeah, it's from Thursday, so it's a bit faster than Gladys. But um, right. look, it's written by someone called Cyrus Monk. Wait, hang on, Cyrus Monk, the cyclist, the Olympic cyclist? Is it? I suspect this person was inspired by that rather than the... Oh, look, okay. if we're giving something for Olympians to listen to, then we'll own that. Right. But um, uh, the title is Draining. This was formerly a somewhat listenable podcast, but has descended into a happiness-sapping daily outlet of emotional turmoil, <laughs> along with numerous stories of substance abuse thanks to the latest lockdowns in Australia. Sure to ruin anyone's day. Charles, does the shoe fit? Is that us? Well, that, that sounds like a very apt description of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I that's what we've I... been going for, really. Yes. Um, soul-crushing despair <laughs> leavened with just a little bit of sort of gallows humour is the way I've been so, thinking of it. So hang on, did he give us a one star, did he? Well, this is the strange thing. It then goes on to say, five stars keep up the good work. So thank you, Cyrus. <laughs> but it does make me think, as, as affirming as that ultimately was, I was not expecting the twist in the tail. We should possibly be upbeat today, Charles. I, look, I don't know. I disagree. I think we're just channeling the vibe. And the vibe is one of despair and horrendous thing. But if, if, you want, if you want me to be upbeat, sure, I'll be upbeat. It was 207 cases yesterday, Dom. That's really great news. Can we, can we just try? Can we just try to? Okay, we'll just try. I think the way yeah. to do this is don't look at the big picture because the big picture okay, is yes. miserable. Yes. There's no way of spinning that. Yes. What we can do, Charles, what we can do is yes. look at some positive success stories of individuals triumphing. I mean, like yes. the Olympians, as we had seen yes. in yesterday's episode. I've got one for you. This is lovely. Okay. This is lovely. You know how none of us are allowed to travel overseas indefinitely and there's a huge ban and it's we're all stuck here? We can't even leave Sydney, let alone Australia. Yeah, 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 which is great, yes. Well, big props to Tony yes. Abbott because the Australian government is spending $19,000 sending him to India. That's great news. Oh, that's excellent, Well done, Dom. Tony. You know, and because he's always renowned as being so polite and diplomatic, he's almost as good as Prince Philip. I mean, I appreciate him too because he's he's a trade envoy for the UK unpaid mm. and he's yes. now a trade envoy for Australia unpaid. Um, yes. And the theory is that Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India, gets on yes. well with him. Of course he does because they're both total cockheads. They're both religious bigots. Yes, that's yes. right. So. It's I think, Perfect. Tony Abbott, thank you for your service on behalf of Australia. Look, and the great, the great thing about this news is that with any luck, he won't be able to come back anytime soon. Don't rush back, Tony. There's a lot of India to cycle around. S- stay over there. Yeah, you're doing a great job, Tony. Although, hang on, Keep Charles. going. Keep going. As you know, I've got in-laws in India. And yeah. let me tell you, they are already suffering enough without having to have Tony Abbott. <laughs> Coming up on the show today, we're talking to David Smith about Steve Bannon. You know that crackpot who was uh, behind the rise of Donald Trump back in 2015, 2016? Oh, yeah, the genius behind the Muslim ban. Yes, that uh, vile piece of shit. Yeah, we were talking about him last week, and so we figured we'd get an update from Dave. 
Also, Sky News has had its YouTube channel banned. We're going to talk to Gabby Bolton, see if she knows how you would access Sky News now that YouTube's gone down. Hint, it involves something called a television. See, this is really good news. Like, I don't know why. These are all really great stories. We find joy in the everyday, like a a little flower that's blooming on top of a massive mountain of the shit that is our lives, Charles. And it's nothing to do with all the cocaine I've taken this morning. Anyway, let's go to Rebecca De Numino in the Chaser Newsroom. Is that why your eyes look so deeply strange, you odd man? A Christmas in July party at an aged care facility in Sydney has turned into a COVID-19 super-spreading event, with festive and flu-like symptoms being reported by workers and residents alike. It is believed that one St Nicholas is the source of the spread after not completing a proper quarantine after flying in. Relevant authorities are working to determine which residents were on the nice list and of potential infection risk. The National Cabinet has decided to vaccinate all Year 12 students in preparation for schoolies. The yearly pilgrimage to the Gold Coast was highlighted as an event of utmost national importance. While it was initially thought that students were scared of missing exams, an investigation by the Department of Education revealed that students were most scared by the prospect of not being able to decimate the Gold Coast's vodka cruiser supply. Tasmanian officials have entered negotiations with New Zealand to become the country's new West Island. Tasmanian Premier Peter Gutwin said that the state wished to be aligned with an island nation that had a proper small-town response and understood what it's like to essentially be a big small town made popular by its unique animals. That's the realest unreal you can get. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno, and you're probably still unvaccinated. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's Chase Report is brought to you by The Chase's Happy Pills. Just one pill a day is enough to set you on your way. Seriously, just take one. Oh, just one? Really? Okay, you can have two. We strongly advise to not have any more than one Chase a Happy Pill a day. As side effects may include headaches, acne, having a depressing podcast, and Gladys put me in the gutter syndrome. So last week on the podcast, Charles, we were talking about Steve Bannon, how he has this bizarre war room pandemic podcast that Queensland Senator Matt Canavan somehow found the time to go on despite everything that's going on. We wanted to know more about the Bannon land, the alt-right and the Trump resurgence because there was a theory he was going to be returned to office in August and it's August right now. Someone who's been following the extraordinary rise of Donald Trump from the beginning is Associate Professor Dave Smith of the US Study Centre at Sydney Uni. Hello, Dave. Good morning. Steve Bannon is still producing rubbish and putting it out into the universe, even though it's 2021. Yeah, look, remember that Steve Bannon's famous description of the whole Trump strategy was flood the zone with shit, right? Just keep talking, just keep saying so much, putting so much out there, generating so much content that even if something goes wrong, even if there's some kind of outrage, everyone will move on very quickly because you're just flooding the zone with so much shit. And 
one of the reasons why this works to some extent is you flood the zone with enough shit, there are going to be some gold nuggets in there uh, <laughs> occasionally, right? That's- there are going to be some... Victories. That's a very good model for the podcast, Charles. Actually, that's <laughs> our strategy. I mean, in many ways, Bannon's career kind of mirrors Trump in that he's had some very notable victories, which make people forget about the vast majority of his career, which has just been crushing defeat after crushing defeat. Yeah. So, I mean, Steve Bannon got rich off. World of Warcraft gold farming. What? This this was actually the biggest business success after numerous failed ventures. He, he had an office running out of Hong Kong, gold farming on World of Warcraft. For those of you unfamiliar with this, this is uh, having World of Warcraft players performing these uh, kind of constant menial tasks in order to accumulate the in-game currency, which they can then sell onto other people uh, for real money. So... Bannon worked out how to do this and uh, and got rich from it. He His forays into politics, I mean, before he was ever on Team Trump, his first project was actually Sarah Palin. He made a movie about Sarah Palin, which I've never seen. I don't know if anyone has uh, ever seen it, called <laughs> Undefeated. Now, this movie was notably made after the 2008 election, so... <laughs> You know, not exactly uh, a winner there. But, of course, getting Trump across the line in uh, 2016, and I do think he played a significant role in that because he was the one who essentially advised Trump, look, just don't listen to anyone else. Uh, You know, follow all of your absolute worst instincts. Um, Mm. I think that he he does have a fair degree of responsibility for the fact that uh, Trump won. But then after that, there's another series of failed projects. He goes over to Europe seeking to build this sort of international populist movement. Now, European populist parties who were successful long before Trump and will continue to be around long after Trump had no need of of Bannon at all. So Bannon went over there with a lot of fanfare and set up some office in Brussels, which is uh, now operational. And of course, uh, that just failed. Then, of course, in 2020, he got arrested for one of his scams which was the build the wall crowdfund effort. The build the wall thing. What was that? Yeah. So this was when it was some entrepreneur in Texas. I can't remember what his name was, but he was saying, you know, Democrats are making it too hard for Mr. Trump to build the wall. Well, we will build the wall with crowdfunding. Oh, right. So like a GoFundMe. Yeah, that was it. I remember. (laughs) And Bannon, he he wasn't part of this at the start, but he somehow attached himself to it. And anyway, they raised $25 million for this. Now, this effort was doomed for a number of reasons. One was that they were attempting to build the wall into the bank of the Rio Grande River, which is made out of sand, you know, and we know what happens to people who build houses on on sand. Yeah, ironically, (laughs) the Bible's pretty clear on that, I think. Build wall on sand. Well, same thing happened uh, happened to this. But the other thing was that this wasn't even supported by Trump because, in fact, Trump was a bit pissed off about this effort because it was implying that Trump himself couldn't do it. Also, it was just massively fraudulent. So they collected $25 million. Very little of it went to uh, building the wall, but probably quite a bit of it went to Bannon himself. Um, and so Bannon got arrested for this in, in 2020. He was famously pulled off a yacht 
by the postal cops. <laughs> That's extraordinary. But by the postal cops. Sorry, you've got to explain that. Yeah, yeah. This is because fraud. The uh, the the infrastructure for investigating and uh, prosecuting fraud, because it usually happens through some kind of electronic communication. It actually falls under the province of the postmaster general, whatever the postmaster general uh, is is now called. Um, mm. And uh, just an important American political development point here, the very first genuine administrative and also law enforcement organ of the United States was the post office. The post office know. was <laughs> the origin of the American state. Um, anyway... So it's the post office and the post office cops who have responsibility for this. And this all happened at the time when the post office is under attack uh, from Trump. Yeah, that's right, because he wanted to stop the posties from being able to deliver the vote. Yes, yes. yeah, exactly, yes. yes. Wow. Yes. So this was this is the whole problem with the Trump era was all this amazing stuff happened that we've just completely forgotten about because the zone was so flooded with shit uh, all the time. Okay, so just coming back to Bannon then. Yeah, so he's been running this uh, War Room podcast. And, you know, Bannon still has a reputation among some people as this political savant, which I think is highly dubious. You know, yes, he's had some high-profile wins, but he's also had a lot of losses. And at the moment, his thing is claiming that what Republicans need to do is keep the focus on uh, stopping the steal and also on the uh, lab leak origin, what what he believes are the lab leak origins of COVID, and he he believes that an obsessive focus on this is what's going to bring Biden down uh, in the next election, and he claims that it's already damaging Biden. Now, in terms of the stop the steal focus, I think that's just completely wrong. Um, I I think that the you know, if, if Republicans are somehow going to lose in 2022, it could be because of an obsessive focus on the 2020 election. And we're even beginning to see evidence now that Republicans are getting a little bit sick uh, of this. Fox News is hardly talking about it uh, at all these days. Um, well, didn't, didn't Trump last week admit in a rally that people didn't turn out to vote for those Senate elections because exactly. of Trump undermining their confidence in the system? Yeah, and, I mean, Trump, he's raising a lot of money of this, but he's not putting any money into audits or recounts or uh, or legal challenges. I mean, he clearly um, doesn't believe it. So even though this is, you know, the reason this is Trump's obsessive issue, it's not because of some cunning political strategy. It's because of, you know, Trump's personal psychological makeup, which is he cannot accept that he lost and, in an auxiliary sense, because of the fact that he can personally... Um, raise money off it. It's, this is not a winning strategy. As far as Bannon's other obsession, which is China and uh, and the lab leak goes, I'm not sure that this is something that's particularly going to damage Joe Biden, even though, I mean, there's been a definite shift in American public opinion about this. Some polls suggesting a majority of Americans now believe in the lab leak theory. Of course, no one actually um, knows at this point. But I don't think that this is, you know, particularly going to hurt uh, Joe Biden, especially as, I mean, Biden has maintained a very hawkish line on China himself. Mm. And given that Trump's hawkishness towards China was in some senses always the thing that he did that, he, that had the most bipartisan support, mm. um, it makes sense that Biden is basically continuing with this 
uh, albeit perhaps not in such an incendiary way as uh, as, as what Trump did. Um, but I mean, sort of soft on China attacks on Biden don't have much relationship to reality. Now, of course, you know, you don't need to have a lot of relationship with reality necessarily to make an attack uh, work. But at the moment, there's very little evidence that uh, China stuff is hurting Biden either. So I think that... But, but also, wouldn't wouldn't Biden use... Like, if something came out which sort of went, oh, OK, it is a lab leak, wouldn't Biden then use it to his own advantage? Yeah, he would, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that um, this is a winning... It, it, you know, this is one of the few bipartisan foreign policy issues. Mm. I don't think it's a uh, it, it's a winning issue. But, but Dave, isn't it the case that basically every single midterm election since the dawn of time yes. has meant that the other side who doesn't have the presidency gains the Congress? Like, wouldn't it? I mean, aren't they? Aren't the Republicans going to naturally just? That's what up? you would think. Okay, so yes, it. There's one exception to that in the last forty years, which is the two thousand and two election, where the Republicans actually made gains. But that was because, you know, nine eleven, George W. Bush had ninety percent popularity at that point. The Iraq War hadn't begun yet. But the, yeah, that's the sort of event that uh, it, that's what it's taken to reverse this historic trend. So, so Biden's just got to hope for another 9-11. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in some sense, Democrats see January 6th as 9-11 and believe that if you keep hammer, hammering on about that, then, you know, you'll get an outcome. Now, I don't think that hammering on January 6th is going to produce that outcome, but certainly if Republicans keep going on about the uh, 2020 election being stolen, that could piss people off enough mm. to, uh, well, I mean, it could have this bizarre asymmetric effect, right? Pissing Democrats off enough to increase Democratic turnout while actually depressing Republican turnout because you're constantly telling them that the elections can't be trusted. So that would be the nightmare scenario mm. uh, for Republicans. That's the sort of thing that possibly could uh, reverse that historical trend. But certainly, I mean, Democrats have... Uh, the narrowest margins in decades yeah. uh, but, but, to, to work with. But, David, hasn't the Stop the Steal sort of cause been used as a pretext by a lot of states to, you know, basically remove voting rights from a whole lot of people of colour and, and black voters? Yeah, to actually but, steal the next election. Yeah, yes, <laughs> no, 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 it, the, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, they they have been, and and so won't that show up in the midterm? It depends. What we have seen historically is that attempts at voter suppression in this way, especially really blatant ones, they often do have mobilisation effects on the other side uh, as well. Which is why quantitative studies of voting since the Shelby County decision actually haven't shown a particular impact of declining African-American participation. That's partly because Democrats are also mobilising off the back of this. Mm. And, I mean, I think that these restrictions are terrible and immoral and, you know, because you shouldn't be putting barriers in the way to people voting in democracies. Having said that, um, I do think that history shows an ability to out-organise and to out-flank um, those voter suppression efforts. So w- what I think is perhaps the most worrying part of some of these laws that have been put through is the fact that they're stripping power from secretaries of state 
and handing it over to state legislatures. Um, You know, this is actually fulfilling that fantasy that only was a fantasy in the 2020 election that state legislators uh, could overturn election results if they didn't like them. Um, This is actually trying to make that fantasy real. Now, whether that can actually happen, um, you know, the, the Department of Justice is warning that this runs afoul of federal election law, um, you know, would likely lead to massive, uh, massive legal confrontations. But nonetheless, that's the, the kind of direction that they're pushing in. I think that is, is in some ways more dangerous than all of the, you know, the voter ID and closing early polling places and things like that. Well, Dave, no matter what happens uh, in the midterms next year, we will always have the mental image of Steve Bannon getting fucked off a yacht by posty cops. <laughs> yes. I think that's a beautiful one. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Coming soon to streaming services near you, a battle takes place inside Sydney as ADF soldiers try to figure out how to fight COVID. The enemy can't be seen, it can't be shot, but if anyone can kill something, it's us. I'm scared, man. Snap out of it! The government wasn't able to get shots into the civilians, but we can. In the fight for the only city the Prime Minister loves, these soldiers need to weigh up their priorities in love, too. But I love you. I know, but my country needs me. But does it have to be you? Why not a health professional or a scientist? Science, we're in a pandemic. You expect medical professionals to save you? Uh, yeah, kinda. As all hope in Gladys seems lost. They waited a month. We don't have another one. The rules of engagement go out the window. You've got to remember who's giving the orders here, son. Minister, last I checked. COVID doesn't care about lawyers, and neither do I. No one is safe. Mate, what are you doing? I'm just getting Uber Eats. I'm isolating and everything. Wait, you're not rich enough to take that risk. Open fire! You're welcome. I literally just spent the last of my COVID payment on that. The ADF, coming soon to a lower socioeconomic area near you. For totally not corrupt reasons. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. Extraordinary thing happened. I went to go and look at the uh, Sky News YouTube. It seems to have been suspended. It's banned. It's banned. Huge news in the Australian media. Sky News completely banned from YouTube for seven days. Because if there's one thing that YouTube doesn't like is Miff's information about COVID-19 being spread for months on end for the next seven days. And then it'll go back to normal. They'll be able to spread their misinformation again. But for the next seven days, Gabby Bolt, you're young. How do you intend to watch Sky News? How are you going to get your Sky News if you can't see it on YouTube? Uh, uh, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I guess I'll just have to hack their network. No, Gabby. No. Oh, there's what do you a, mean? There's a there's a there's another form of technology which also launched yesterday. Yeah. That enables you to get Sky News. What it's do you mean? Thing. You mean it's besides? I don't think you know about this. You mean besides the old-fashioned, very expensive cable television, Charles? There's another way to get Sky Bes- News. Besides Foxtel, there's what? a new there's a new way of getting it. It's called television, free to air television. Have you heard about this thing? What? What? I don't, tele, television, television. 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 You know, it's like a it's a bit like a computer monitor, right? But it gets. Uh, radio but, waves over the air. Okay, so less and, convenient. Yeah, and you, you just watch whatever is on there. Right. And and Sky and you News. Don't, you don't have a choice. Has, no, you don't have a choice. You just whatever's whatever okay. they decided to put on there. You watch. Right. And Sky News has struck a deal so that throughout regional Australia, everywhere now, you can uh, you you can just tune in. You turn on. What you do is you turn on a switch. And you change the channel. It's called a channel and there's a number. Right. And then you put it to that number and then you, you'll you be able to watch Sky News. This this sounds like I have to be a rocket scientist, uh, yeah. Charles. Is it, is it too hard for you? I you think it might be kids? too hard for me to get to Sky News. Yeah. Um, which means yeah. I'm probably not their intended audience. I'm sure their intended audience are smart, intellectual, mm. <laughs> well, um, I think, achievable I th- people. I think if, uh, if anything, their intended audience are probably dead if they've watched their coverage over the next uh, over the last six months. Um, <laughs> some of the things that they've been banned for. One of the videos, one of their most popular videos on YouTube, with four point six million views, was one that Alan Jones put out last year called "Australians Must Know the Truth: This Virus Is Not a Pandemic." This is so, that's aged well. Yeah, well <laughs> done, Alan. And then and then he's also just been saying, "Don't wear a mask." We shouldn't have lockdowns, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, look, I think the intended audience, are, well, if, if not dead, they're certainly in hospital. I, I must say, though, I mean, full credit to the management of Sky, very smart people for mm. s- anticipating the ban and coming up with a way that um, their nearly dead audience can enjoy their product. Yeah. Um, because those are the only televisions in Australia, that, in regional <laughs> Australia... Mm. Owned by old people, which is still connected to free to wear. I mean, I haven't had a television connected to an antenna for, I think, ten years now. Yeah, we used to have a television show. Yeah, wait, you guys? Sorry, yeah. you guys were. Yeah, it's a, on television. It's a bit like, um, it's a bit like a you know our YouTube channel. Yeah. So we did that, but it was on on that sort of. Oh, I just thought you were really screen. good at laundering money. <laughs> just no, no comment. You can read the whole thing in a print encyclopedia. A what? Sorry. This episode is brought to you by Chase's Happy Pills. Here's a message from one of our proud customers. Hi, I'm a previously happy customer of the Chase's Happy Pills, but I had too many pills, too much happiness, and now I'm sad I'll never reach that place again. Will I ever leave this place? Will lockdown ever end? Gladys? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Just before we go, Charles, quick review of today's podcast. Do you feel we were sufficiently upbeat? I think that this was the most upbeat podcast I've ever heard, and it totally ignored the reality of the world. I love hearing this complete abrogation of any sort of sense of where the vibe is at. Terrible work, one star. Yes, I want to congratulate us on the delusion we've achieved today, yes. um, pretending that our lives aren't miserable. Look, and if, it, that, if, if Cyrus Monk hmm. wants to leave another five-star review praising us for our new angle, we will <laughs> accept that. Thank you, Cyrus. Look, with the level of delusion we've reached today, we may even become Sky News hosts. Who knows? <laughs> Our gear is from Rode Microphones and we're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. See ya.